Ja, ja, denk dan! Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Building bridges. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. So, national final season is booming right now. And we thought... <laughs> yeah, ex excuse me while I pour myself a beverage. It's Friday after all. Sure, because ESCZ did not just happen and I'm not opening a Czech Pilsner to celebrate. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> it's fine. This weekend, we're going to have Ireland and Norway choosing their song. And we're also going to talk about the Czech final. So, guys, which country do you want to start with? I think we should start with uh, ESCZ because it's the shortest one and it already happened. And we are currently in the voting window. So if you're listening to us when this gets uploaded, well, first of all, we thank you for being here. And putting up with our crap. And secondly, you can still vote until Monday afternoon European time and pick your favorite of the five. Or based on what we just saw, maybe there are two different songs, but we'll talk about that now shortly. So you guys ready? Yes. 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 I want to say the first artist is Maya, but that's probably Spanish. Maybe Maela. Maela, probably. Maela. Maela, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It all went so quickly. It went way too quickly. Um, yeah. Anyway, she opened the show with the song Flood. And she, did. she definitely did because we saw it and we heard it and then it ended. And I don't know what to say, guys. It was slow. It was kind of sad. It's not really the show opener you would expect for a national final. Honestly, I don't remember what it sounds like. And I just heard it an hour ago or so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big part. You, you don't want that, unfortunately. You know what? Like, I mean, we should really like put some credits on to Chete, who did like a national final after like 15 years, you know, like, I mean, after so many years of non-participating, they really, I think they put an effort and like created a show, you know, just to give the fans what they want. So it wasn't good opener. I do agree, but like there was at least some other songs, the other four, um, which were. <laughs> there were other songs. <laughs> That's the best. There were other songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing. Um, and very quickly, I have to concur with you, Jan. Um, very happy to see them back with a national final after a decade and a half. Um, it feels like they're moving in the right way, but with these songs, uh, I don't know. I, I still have this gut feeling that, um, and they've been back now since 2015, so it's been seven, eight years, but I still feel like they're one bad result away from giving up and then taking another break from Eurovision. Yeah. So I, I kind of really root for them and hope that they do well. That said, I'm giving, uh, Sebi, say her name again. <laughs> Myla. Thank you. I'm giving her a 1.5. What do you give her? Out of what? I'll be a little bit more generous and I will rate Myla with 2.5. Oh dear. 2.5 for Jan and Sebi. 
Out of what? Are we rating out of 10 or out of 5? Out of 10. Out of 10. I'll go for 2. You go for 2? Okay. And if you if you get something super spectacular, you want to give it a 12, you can. But, like, don't give everybody 12s. We'll Not in this final. Right. So the second song was Pam Rabbit with Ghosting. Um, maybe she was ghosting the first song. I don't know. It looked a bit different. She had um, some very Men in Black or Wednesday Adams-like dancers with her, which made it look different than the first song. But um, I kind of felt like a ghost at the end because I died of boredom by the time it was over. <laughs> it was really not something I would listen to again. I think we can cut this short. Like it was, it had a different styling, but like song-wise, it just didn't stand out either. Like amazing how you can have like the second out of five songs and still nothing spectacular well we have to say that um pam is pretty much you know the most experienced when it comes to eurovision state so she sort of knew what she need to prepare for for this kind of stage you know she was a backing vocalist for uh yosef yeah i believe yeah Anyway, what do we what do we do with this? I I think this one was slightly better than Flood, so I'm gonna go with a two out of ten. Seven. I'll go three out of ten. Three. I'm always the bad guy, and uh, and Jan. I'm giving. I'm just giving her a four because, like, you know, a four, a solid four. four. So that's a ten from the three of us. And then that brings us to the halfway point already, Margreta. Yeah, let's say that's Marqueta. Marqueta Irglova, probably. Irglova, yeah. yeah. With happy, H- or H-A-P-P-Y, as it's stylized. Um, this one was better. I think each one slowly, slowly got better. She's quite famous, as far as I can tell, in the Czech Republic. And um, it showed she looked more professional. Her voice was, I think, uh, more on point than the others. But still not the song I think I would send if I were CT or CT. I actually thought this was the worst one so far. Oh, okay. I I saw all of them as a non-qualifier, but this one just reminded me of like a potential like forgotten act in the semifinal that ends up last. Which is too bad because she has the experience, she has the CV behind her that she should have done, I think, better than the first two. Yeah. Jan? Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember her face from last year's uh, Icelandic national final. And I really have to say that I enjoyed her Icelandic song more than I did the one in ESCZ. So That's too bad. I you never want to hear that, that you yeah. do better for a different country than your own. Uh, yeah, we can wrap this up quickly. This is, was a three for me, Sevi. One out of ten. One out of ten. And Jan? I'm giving her three as well. Three for a seven out of 30 from the three of us. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but then things changed around quickly. Uh, as I was drifting uh, asleep, Vesna appeared, and uh, they performed My Sister's Crown. It had energy. There was dancing. There was even kicking motions. Like, the girls were awake. They were singing in Bulgarian, in English, in Czech, in Ukrainian. Um, there's a lot going on here. Sebi? Uh, I thought it was good. Definitely the best out of the five. Uh, it does need a revamp if it goes to Liverpool. But it's 
the one I'm definitely most positive about for a good check result. Yeah, well, I have to say that I, I like the diversity on the stage with Vesna and I love how, you know, even music-wise and mem- like band member-wise and stuff. And I think I, it was somehow also my favorite song of the evening, which was pretty much, you know, there was not a lot of choice, to be honest. Um, and I think if something isn't really going wrong, they should be heading to Liverpool. And as Sebi said, um, it definitely needs a revamp. Indeed. The only thing I think that might hurt this is that one of the six ladies that make up Vesna is Russian and she is singing uh, Ukrainian in the song. I've seen some mm-hmm. comments on social media about that. Don't know how much that's going to hurt them. And I mean, at the end of the day, it takes a lot right now for a Russian to be outside of Russia and to be speaking and singing Ukrainian. So I hope people think about that side of it as well. Controversy has never really heard an entry to do well. It's going to create some some people. Uh, people will hear it and people yeah. will listen to the song to see what it's about. And again, in this lineup, it can't hurt them to get more views. So I yeah. think right now it's a six, but I agree with Sebi that this is probably going to need some touch-ups before it gets to Liverpool. Yeah, I was also going to say six. Completely agree. Ooh, our first tie. Jan. Yes, and I, I, I'll go with 6.5 because I, I actually like this one. <laughs> and you need to be different. So that's 18 and a half and, for the three of and us. And it's good to be, yeah, exactly. It's good to be different, yeah. Uh, this title really speaks to me. Introvert Party Club was song five, the closer, by the only male entrant, uh, Rodin, who looks like he's about 16, although I think he's older. And I, again, this is the last song we saw less than an hour ago, and I'm struggling to remember a whole lot about it. What do you think, Sebi? Me too. I don't remember what it sounds like, and I only remember that I wasn't a fan of his voice. Um, It was a typical singer-songwriter song that you hear all the time in any national selection, but yeah, nothing outstanding whatsoever. Well, it's a, I mean, it was a song you could hear pretty much everywhere, you know, and it, it wasn't, as Sebi said, it, it wasn't really a proper standout. Um, I think out of all these five, I think Vesna delivered the most, how would I say, appropriate package for, for the Eurovision stage. So it's uh, pretty much, uh, I mean, Whoever who was performing on ESCZ, I think they really, marketing-wise, they used it as a great platform, you know, to promote their music. And I think all of them did, like, a gr- really good job. But um, I think it wasn't really convincing for me to, you know, to advance to some of the next stages. Right. And on that note, I gave Rodan a 3 out of 10. I'll go for a 2. I'm going for a... 3.5. 3.5. Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, it's a song that you've heard before. Um, it's great. He's saying it well, but it's just, it's nothing special. You want to win a competition, you need to stand out, you need to do something different, and he did not. So that's a eight and a half for the two of us. No surprise that Vesna was our winner, uh, by a lot, actually. And in second place was Pam Rabbit with Ghosting. And our third was Rodin. 
believe it or not. Okay. Okay. It's it's fascinating stuff. We're we're so thrilled by ESCZs. Yeah, I think we should move on. Yes. To do you want to go with Ireland next? Their final is on Saturday on the Late Late Show. Yes. And they have six songs. So if beaten Czech Republic by one whole song. And uh, first up for Ireland is Adji, I want to say, A-D-G-Y, with Too Good for Your Love. At this moment, while we record this, Adji is in third place with the betting odds and has a 16% winning chance. Okay. I I thought that might have been a bit higher. Like, it's it's a modern song. It's got a good beat. He's got great vocals. Uh, I could imagine this in any club, you know, out for a few drinks, have a dance. It 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 sounds really, really good. I agree. It does sound really good. Um, but it's also, again, a little bit basic. Any country could have that in its national final. But does it need to sound... like? No, but I don't know how much it would stand out in Eurovision, per se. But it is a good upbeat song. I think that's the the whole idea of it is like I mean Ireland being like the most successful Eurovision country, looking after after their results in the past. I think um, somehow people they don't expect some really amazing standouts from Ireland though. But I still think like this song was great and it was doing like a, a great job, you know. Uh, the only issue is I'm also not sure if it would stand out on the Eurovision stage itself. So I'd like to think this could do well. And I gave it, based on the um, audio track, obviously we haven't heard the live performance yet, a nine and a half. Wow, that's very good. Mm. I would go for a six. A six. And Jan? Six I would go half. for uh oh six and a half. <laughs> well, that happens. I'm going before. like according also to 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 the studio track. I'm going for for an eight and still waiting for a live performance and to see what they deliver live. Right. So I think that's what's going to determine it. Yes. Because it could be an absolute car crash live or really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see. And we'll see if he can do the live vocals because there's probably going to be, I, I feel like, a dance routine involved too. So if he can dance and sing and all yeah. that at the same time, but that love takes me us... some dance routine as per usual. Yes, wait till we get to Norway. Uh, second is Connolly with Midnight Summer Night, and how is it doing in the betting <laughs> on Sevi? It is by far in the lead with a 30% winning chance and way ahead in first place. Amazing, because this is the one I hate the most. So fantastic. It makes sense for me. What? Yeah. Yeah, it takes a long time to build. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like the first few songs that ESCZ had, it kind of put me to sleep. No, it's not on the same level as the ESCZ songs. It's way ahead of that. I think Midnight Summer Night is the perfect title for it. Because I could just imagine listening to that like on a late summer night walk. It's the perfect atmosphere for that. I think it's really good. No, no, no. The song ends, your dream is fading. And of course, I was at that point by the end of the song. I was barely keeping my eyes open. I, I, oh, I don't think there's any way they could stage this that I would enjoy it. Jan? I think it's... Like according to studio versions, it's probably the best one out of all six. Um, I also think that 
this song could do um could deliver some great results at the end of the eurovision stage well i gave it a two <laughs> sebi okay now i'm gonna rate it better i'm gonna give it a nine now oh, disgusting. i'm also giving it a nine what i can't even listen to the whole thing anyway luckily it's only a 20 despite your best efforts to improve it um that brings us to song three wild youth we are one so how are they doing sebi they are currently in second place with 21 percent winning chance okay i can see that um i I listened to it again today and i was thinking it's it's the boy band that this competition didn't know it needed you know like you wouldn't you wouldn't think of that from ireland like the, the the i don't know i think the the era of of these boy and girl bands is over um it's got a good message the title is very inclusive it's very anthemic like they keep saying we are one over and over and over like it it builds well so yeah i could see this being in second place i completely disagree i think this is the most irish sounding entry of the entire bunch like if i would imagine an irish eurovision entry on the top of my head, it would be something like this. Like, it's a band, it's a typically Irish-sounding band, like modern Irish, not traditional folklore Irish, mm. but just like Irish modern pop. And I really like it as well. I think they might do it. I mean, I, I love the vibe. I love the way how the song was, you know, delivered in, in its way. And I can easily see it, you know, at the top at some point. All right, I gave it a six. I'll give it an 8. I'll give it a 7. For a 21 between the three of us. Uh, that's the halfway point already. Layla Jane is in fourth in the running order with Wild. Sebi? And she's also fourth in the betting odds right now with 16%. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was looking at the lyrics for this. She uh, rhymes while with wild a few times. So I don't think this is going to win any awards for best lyrics, but it's a sweet, happy little song, and I guess I can see how some people like it. Yeah. I was really surprised. I think I heard a snippet of this at first, and it sounded different then. I thought it was like a ballad or like something like that, but then it had this sort of Euro pop beat suddenly in the chorus, and that really surprised me. But yeah, I think out of the songs is probably the one that stayed in my head the most. It's not necessarily my favorite, but I remember it for sure. As Sebi said, like um, this Europop chorus actually got me, you know, got my attention. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, sometimes my my music taste is more than questionable, but that's you know talk for some other time but like again it's uh it's it's a it's a it's a nice song and i i really enjoyed it and i would probably play it also after the selection will be over with that i gave uh leila a six i'll give her a seven i'm also giving her six. Ooh, i thought you were gonna say seven there for a second so that's 19 between the three of us and our lowest so far actually but only two to go, and another one that's tough to pronounce. I don't know how this should be pronounced, but it's K Mooney and N D, I think, with "Down in the Rain." And this one's very different. So Sebi has this fairing. 
different. Yeah, it's suddenly by far in last place with the odds with only 4% winning chance. <laughs> so they try and do something different and they don't get reward for it. Because um, you guys were saying too good for your love didn't sound Irish. Well, this definitely doesn't sound Irish. Um, no. I don't even, what would this be? R&B, I guess, with some rap in it, borderline rap. Yeah, almost kind of reggae a little yeah, bit, yeah. don't you think? But like, I mean, on its own, it's a. I think it's a good song. It's got good, happy vibes to it. And if the staging is good, this might even be a bit of an underrated song. And if they were to send this to Liverpool for some reason, it would probably stand out because I, I can't see any country sending anything like this. And I don't know why, but I think I also thought that. Like, immediately it stood out, even... With just six songs, I think it could stand out in a semi-final in Eurovision as well. And yeah, I like that it's different. I like that it has this reggae vibe. Again, like, I'm not sure if it's Irish sounding, but like, that's not always a criteria. And I like it. If I would like hear a song in a, like somewhere in the background, and if I would be driving the car and trying to just listen to the radio, I would probably not skip it. But it's not a song I would go, I don't know, to my Spotify and just play it because I would feel like it. Uh, for some reason, I think it kind of makes sense why are they in the betting odds as they are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, a specific genre. And if you don't like that genre, automatically you're not going to vote for this. You don't want to hear it. So I guess that makes sense. Um I didn't know what to do with this. Part of me liked it, part of me didn't. So I just went down the middle and gave it a five. You speak my mind today, sometimes. Yeah, for the first time. Let's go back and talk about Connolly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm also with a five. I'm giving it a three. A three for a 13 oh, between the three of us. And we have a new low. Although I have a feeling that we might set a new record low in a moment. We've got Public Image Limited with Hawaii. And I guess, Sebi, this must be fifth in the betting odds? It is fifth with a 13% winning chance right now. Okay. So this one, I feel like the story behind it is more interesting than the song itself. Because the yes. lead singer of this band, I guess we'll call it, is John Lydon, who most people would know from the, the Sex Pistols. The message behind the song is quite sweet. He wrote it about his wife who's suffering from Alzheimer's, which, I mean, like he, he it admits even when he sings it, he gets emotional. He doesn't know how he's going to get through it on stage on the Late Late Show. Uh, but, of course, he talked about the song on a UK breakfast television show, and he admitted that he's never even watched Eurovision, although somehow he's also a fan. So I don't know how that works. And Didn't he also say that he hated it at some point? That might be a bit overblown, but yeah, he certainly he certainly we'll just certainly say that he's not a Eurovision expert. We'll call it. Um, and of the six, uh, when I was kind of poking around on YouTube today, this by far has the least number of views of the six songs. So yeah, Sebi, rightfully so. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, I don't even know what to say about this. Like, do you even know what genre? I don't even know what genre this is. It's it's a ballad, obviously, but well, I mean, as you said, the message about you know writing a song about such a thing as you know Alzheimer. I think it's it's a 
nice thing to do. But again, that's if if we would be only like you know judging on the lyrics or whatever, then okay. But otherwise, song really doesn't do much on me. Right, and I'll just get right to it. I gave this a two, and maybe that was generous. Maybe just for the the message, I gave it a two. And again, I agree with you. I was also thinking too. I'm giving it two as well. Ah, uh, I just want to point out: had had Jan given that a ten, it still pretty much would have been our lowest one. But that's a six out of thirty for the three of us. So, uh, thanks to my meddling, Adji is our winner of Eurosong Ireland with twenty-four votes between the three of us. Our second place was Wild Youth. And our third was, for some reason, Connolly. Somehow, two out of the three of us still have Connolly in first. So, yes. who actually is our winner? Who is, is the, next the main one? issue? I would yeah. ask first of all. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow, some sometimes winners of Eurovision win neither the televote or the jury vote, but they still technically are the winners. So we'll move on to MGP. We'll go to Norway. Um, Spoiler alert again, I'm I'm Mr. Negativity today for some reason. I don't know why. I have a beverage in front of me, but it's not helping. People are so going to want to listen to I know. (laughs) I know. Um, But I look forward to MGP every year, and it's usually like as soon as the semifinals or the heats are out, I'm downloading the songs. But I just didn't get into it this year. I don't know. Is it the songs? Have I finally hit that age where I'm just cranky and I hate everything? I don't know. But we did get uh, a list, an order, I guess, a running order. That's what that's called, a running order of MGP. And we found out that Yona is going to open the show, which is interesting because that's the only song in Norwegian that's left. And the Italian-Norwegian Alessandra Mele is going to close the show. So, Sebi, do you want to start us off? How is Yona doing in the betting odds with Echo in May? Yona is currently in third place with 13% winning chance. Okay, and I've heard that's been going up since he was revealed to be the show opener. No, it's... No? He's pretty steady in that position. Okay. Well, I'm wondering if that's going to get him some, some extra votes. He's opening the show. It's a, it's a banger. It's a good bop. And like I said, it's the only song left in Norwegian, so some people might gravitate towards that. And if they want their language represented at Eurovision, they might vote for it. Uh, yeah, so it's an obvious show opener for me. It's going to get the audience pumped up for the rest of the show. So I, I think this is going to do quite well. Yeah, I like it a lot as well. I think um, the only thing that threw me off, I really like the performance as well. But when that, you know, chorus with that female vocal set in, they had those weird graphics, you know, of that woman singing it along. I didn't yeah, like it's that just at like, all. It's like you're going to have a, a seizure if you don't uh, pay attention, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to work on that. But other than that, I think it stands out in the selection. I think not just because it's Norwegian, also musically, it's the only EDM song, really. And, yeah, I like it a lot. It's very catchy. I enjoyed that he was sticking to Norwegian. It like in case I can totally see him ending up somewhere in top three at the end. Um but I'm not quite sure if with this song he would decide to keep in Norwegian because like I mean if you're 
try to, you know, use the English in it and try to enter the some international market. Since we said it's EDM song, um, I'm not sure if that would stay in Norwegian at the end. But I enjoyed it uh, and I will most likely play it after MGB is over. I would be shocked if there isn't either an English version of this song already produced or one in the works, like you said, because this would be a tough sell outside of Norway or certainly outside of uh, the Nordic countries. I just hope that they save it for after. If he doesn't win MGP, fine, save it for you know uh, next week. Or if he does win MGP and goes to Eurovision, save it for after Eurovision because um, yes, I, like I wasn't a big fan of of Tix's song. I, I must say, I was hoping Kaino would win two years ago, but the the little the little bit of joy that song had in Norwegian for me when he switched to English, it just it went away completely. It became such a bland song, Fallen Angel. I think that the main issue with English languages is that usually most of the artists are trying to, you know, use the safest way. We've all, I don't know, heard the song in original language and then it was, you know, revamped in, in English and it lost its spark, you know? So this can definitely happen with that. And it's so funny when you go back into history and look and when they got rid of the language rules in the late 90s, every country almost rushed oh my god we can put songs in english we have to put our songs in english and now it's the exactly. reversal of that it's almost like a backlash so with all that said i'm content with yona to open the show i think it's great as i said so i gave him a seven. Oh, i gave him an eight i'm definitely giving i'm like edm kid i'm, I'm going for a nine straight away well now so that's a 24 off the bat that's a good opener for nor yet it is. Moving on to number two, the dreaded number two spot. It's Aline Thorpe with Not Meant to Be. And I don't know if that title is prophetic or not, but uh, Sebi, how's she doing in the betting odds? Such a crime. Since she got spot two in the running order, she's dropped down to eight out of nine with 2% winning chance. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to say about this one because uh, she was in the third semifinal, so that wasn't that long ago. And um, I was kind of split screening that with Lithuania on Saturday. But she had some nice energy. Um, but overall, even though she sang fairly well, I felt like there wasn't a whole lot happening on stage. She was pretty static. Uh, the pink outfit certainly stood out. Um, but like she's not really moving a whole lot. A little bit of dancing. I mean, I think Jan said this already about a song. Like, if it was on the radio, I wouldn't, like, reach to turn to turn it off. But I don't think I would download this either and have it on my phone. No, I think this was one of my biggest surprises from the third semifinal. Because this wasn't on my radar at all to even go to the final. But she had, like, one of the best energies. She just gave everything, you know. Um, I like the song a lot. It's very radio-friendly. But it was also really well performed, and that is what's important in Eurovision. I don't see her winning MGP, especially now with the odds. It's very unlikely, but it's still, <laughs> it was one of my biggest surprises from that national selection. So I like it a lot. Yeah, I have to agree as well. It's 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 been a nice surprise. Um, I'm not sure how it would stand out on the Eurovision stage again, but like. Um, uh, and as you guys said before, there's nothing more to add. It's pretty much just, you know, um, it would be difficult just to stand out comparing to all of 
30 plus countries performing for their spot. Right. And that's the reason I gave this a five. No, I'm going to give it an eight. It's seven for me. Okay, so that's a 20 from the three of us. <sighs> I don't want to say it. Get ready to plug your ears, everybody. Oh, no. He's going to scream. Song number three is Skrillex. Skrillex! Ah! Oh my god. So I will start with this one because <laughs> this song. He's so excited. Just hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, first of all, the song no, is mean... called Love Again, first of all. And now Sebi's going to tell us how it's doing. Yeah, for some reason, it's sixth in the betting odds, and it even has 3% winning chance. It should be even know. higher. I know. <laughs> um, I did, I, I'm, okay. I have to calm down because I want to be friends with Dion after this, so I need to word this very carefully. Um, my first question is, does Skrellix own all the disco balls in Norway? Because it looks like they're all on stage. But I I I I feel like I've seen this before. Uh, like yes. DQ from Denmark 2007 comes to mind. After Dark yes. from Melfest comes to mind. Like I I just feel like it's it's not new. Even the song doesn't feel new. Uh, but I definitely wasn't expecting that high note in tonight. That really took me off guard. <laughs> uh, nailed it. Couldn't believe it. I can't. I mean, this is a drag act, so for a man to hit that note, that's very musically impressive anyway. But uh, yeah, this was uh, this also kind of shocked me when it qualified, like Elite and Thor. I think the third semifinal was kind of like a shocker for most people in terms yes. of who qualified. Uh, so uh, Skrillex wasn't on my radar either, but I think it's different enough that it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the final good because it's definitely going to stand out. Uh, I mean, I always like a good drag act like we talked about conchita just a few episodes ago like that was world changing so was sester for slovenia so was verka seduchka but then we also have stuff like drama queen in 2007 which is just trashy and this it is was amazing sadly, trash. it was amazing sadly trash. on the same I... level for me the song itself is some <laughs> Melfest reject pop song that I wouldn't bother listen to. And I like that it's there. It's a nice song for this final, but I would definitely don't want to see it representing Norway. And now Jan is going to get one minute to talk about this <laughs> maximum. <laughs> Maybe I will take more than that, you know. No, I think it's, it's as I said, you know, it's great that we have different diversity in music and in our music taste and whatever. It's just too bad you guys don't have one. So um, it's I'll take a note on, on this one. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean... All jokes aside, I, I I honestly think it's Love Again. It's a nice surprise, though I don't see it winning, though. But the thing is that it brings me this Melfest nostalgia from the 2000s, you know, like when, when this kind of vibes were like... And maybe comparing to, to DQ from Denmark is a little bit harsh because I think it's it's... I would say that like love again goes on totally different level just because it's sang like yeah and to, really to be fair for me this this was more after dark like it reminded me more of la dolce vita yes. than it did dq yes more dolce vita than drama queen yeah. indeed 
so, but I think it's it's a nice thing. And also, I have to say, I was whenever I was watching it, I was like, okay, these high notes, you know, they can be questionable, and Skrillex nailed it. So I loved it. It's and I'm 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 still rotating it. Like if I if I go to Spotify, probably half of the streams are mine. So <laughs> yeah, and whenever I open any of your social media accounts, you shared that song. So let's rate it. Let's start with Dave. <laughs> yes, and and quickly, Jan, I'd like to point out that just to age us, La Dolce Vita is 19 years old this year. On that note, I gave Skrillex a six. I'll give Skrillex a 3.5. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I mean, do you really need to ask me what kind of points am I giving to that song? I do. Is it 10 or 12? <laughs> Can I can I can I give twelve? You can give one song an episode of twelve. Then I'm giving my twelve to to Skrillex. Oh dear, because it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's I'm saving. Why this didn't one you for... say that before? I would have given my twelve to Cannoli in Ireland. Well, you had your chance, Seb. Yeah. You had your chance. You bad. know, it's there are still options left. There are still options left, and that's a twenty-one and a half somehow between the three of us. Uh, number four, Ulrika with Honestly. Yes, the big favorite still. Um, really? This might change soon, but as of now, she is in first place with a 40% winning <sighs> chance. Clearly in the okay. lead. Okay. Okay. I'm just processing that information. Okay. Hopefully that changes this week. Um, I find the whole package... Not necessarily the song, but the whole package seems very similar to Attention. Um, in that yeah. there's not a whole lot happening on stage in both performances three years ago. And now she's kind of just standing there and letting her voice and her body, like her the way she moves her arms, you know, kind of do the talking for her. Uh, it's a strong building power ballad. Uh, this one has the little bridge in Norwegian, which is a bit different. But uh, if I had to pick between honestly and attention, I would pick attention, I think. I feel like she had three years to improve after she lost her chance to go to Eurovision uh, in COVID. And honestly, she didn't do it. (laughs) I mean, I thought the same when we heard the snippet. I thought this was just attention (laughs) 2.0. And I think I like honestly like just a tiny bit better because of the small bit in Norwegian, because that really surprised me the first time I heard it. Now I've heard it several times. It doesn't surprise me anymore, obviously. (laughs) And it's like, it's a good, like it's the cliche Eurovision ballad. It's well-produced, very well sung. I think she was the only one that had no autotune at all. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she was. So big props to that. Oh, I have nothing Um, to say about her singing. Like she's, she's perfect, pitch perfect. I sadly think she won't get the chance to go to Eurovision again. I just don't have the feeling. Well, you know, somehow before before the songs were announced, I kind of wished that uh, Ulrike would have, you know, just song which could be strong enough just to work with all the competition, you know just in a way that she would get her revenge and finally experience the Eurovision stage. Um, song is good. Definitely it's good. I'm not sure if it's a winning song, though. 
but we will see that soon enough anyway. Um, but just for matter of fact that she was supposed to go to Eurovision, I would love to see her there. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's the song. Right. I would like to see her being on that stage. Right. But unfortunately, Sue, we can't sense. we can't assure every artist that didn't go in 2020 will eventually get the chance either. But anyway, uh, I gave this a six. I'll give her a 7.5 for the vocal and the Norwegian bit. <laughs> I'm also giving her a 7.5. 7.5 for a 21 overall. So just under Skrelix by a half point. <laughs> it's all content, you know. Mm. It is. It is. And number five. So we're, again, halfway. Just love saying Umami Tsunami with Geronimo. And I kind of feel like Geronimo describes where they must be in the betting odds, but I haven't checked. Sebi? Yes, they are sadly in last place right now with a 2% winning chance. Yeah, I, I was honestly shocked they got through, but I know why, and I'm going to talk about that now in a second. Um, so I rewatched this again today, and I just found the dancers on stage, because there's three in the group, and then there's three dancers, and they're all dressed almost identically. So at times it's hard to tell which, because if you don't know them, you don't know which ones are in the group and which ones are the dancers. It gets very confusing. Um, Again, I'm going to call them out on the lyrics. Like at times they're just literally spelling Geronimo letter by letter. Yeah. Um, It's just so bland, repetitive. The auto tune is so obvious. Like they're so young and, and like jumping around. Like there's no way that they can be singing the way that we're hearing it. It's just not possible. Yeah. Uh, the production, like the, there's camera angles that make no sense that they need to work out on. And then the screaming teenagers in the studio. If they yes. could take Eurovision's anti-Russia booing technology and apply it to those teenage girls, I'm assuming, <laughs> or those high-pitched teenagers, whoever they are, I would be very, very happy. And I'm guessing... That's how, like, they must have gotten third place in that semi, and that's how they squeaked in. The, the teenage vote put them through. And the only thing that got them through was the live performance. Like, it was Auditude, and the song just really is not it. They performed it well, but because they didn't have to sing live. And I think that's why they got through. Which is, is awful to think of when we're talking about a song contest. But, yeah, young. I think it was like, as you said, so repetitive. It was nothing as, you know, we wouldn't see that before or whatever. So it, for me, it was just like a bland song. Nothing happened. And that was pretty much it. So if I were at the gym and I forgot my headphones and this came on the speakers of the gym, this would get me through three minutes on a treadmill or an elliptical machine. And that's all this is good for. And for that reason, I'm giving it a three. One for each minute. Yeah, I was going to say three as well. Yeah, just because I'm a nice person, I'm not giving one, so it's two for me. It's a two. So between the three of us, possibly could have given this 30, we've given it. And that's the last they heard of Umami Tsunami. Moving on, number six in the running order is Atla Petrushen with Masterpiece. Yeah, and he's in fourth place right now with a 9% winning chance. So I'm not surprised. Uh, Again, I think he's the third now. 
that got through in semifinal three. None of them were really pegged to go through. And I can see why. Not that, I mean, the song is called Masterpiece. It's not a masterpiece. But it's an uplifting ballad. His vocals were quite good. Um, and again, like some of the, like Ulrika, he didn't do a whole lot on stage. But at least the light show in the back, the lasers, the, the what he had, the smoke effects really worked and were interesting. Yeah. I this kind of reminded me of Paul Ray from LD Festivalen. I think this could have been his song as well. Um it was good, it was well performed, well sung, everything, but my issue is I still don't know what it sounds like. I've heard it a couple of times now. I always forget it. And compared to Ulrike, I also think she has the better ballad out of these two and definitely the better voice. Yeah, I think I mean I think the song itself was performed like really well. I can also see why he qualified because there was nothing really missing in a way, in a matter of quality, in a matter of, you know, the whole package. And I think that somehow he can be one of the dark horses for MGP final night. Bro. So I give this a seven. I'll give him a 6.5. Yeah, 6 from me as well. Good. So that's 19 and a half between the three of us. And from an uplifting ballad, we move on to song 7, which is nothing of the sort. It's the group Swing It with the song Prohibition. They are in 7th place right now. They just uh, surpassed Eileen Thorpe uh, and also have a 2% winning chance. Uh, well, this this song harks back to the the jazz age, the Roaring Twenties. It's very great Gatsby, right, as the title implies. Uh, I find this to be a, an improved Electro Velvet song. And I think if the UK had sent this in 2015, they would have done a bit better. Uh, it's got high energy. Oh it's the God. same. It's the same genre. That's disrespectful to swing it. That's very yeah. This, yeah, I'll be banned from Norway, but that's all right. Um, it's toe tapping. It's enjoyable. Like I said, it's got lots of energy, but I feel like one listen is enough. Like I'm happy when it's on and I'm happy yeah. when it's over. I think about this similarly as I do about Skrillex. Like I am glad that they are there, that they have their spot in the final. They make the lineup more diverse. They're, bring, they're bringing the party. Yeah, but it shouldn't be the winner in my opinion. It shouldn't go to represent Norway, but it's good. It's fine. I think it's a, you know, it it's as a song itself. It's like super nice. From my point of view, I think it's a great song. Um, winner, not so sure. But like, if if it will have some nice ranking at the end, you know, I'm I'm totally fine for it. Good. So okay. because of the party they bring, I'm giving it a six. I would go five point five. It's just average for me. I'm giving six. So that's a 17 and a half through the three of us. Now, the big, big name, Elsie Bay, she's back. Um, she's got a song title this time, Love You in a Dream. And I suspect she's probably high in the betting odds because I have her quite low. So that usually correlates. She is exactly in the middle out of the nine oh. songs. She's in fifth place with a 4% winning chance. 
Am I uh, remembering this wrong? Didn't she almost win last year or she was tipped to win or she was very close? She was a fan favorite. She ended up in the top four, but then didn't make it to the top two. So she was either third or fourth. Okay, she can do that again this year. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Yeah, see, for me, this is like some of the others we've seen. Like it's just this dark, sad ballad. Um, Like there's smoke all over the stage. And there's a fallen yet somehow still intact chandelier in the middle of the floor of the stage, <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden it just hoists up and turns on and this very aggressive ballroom dancing couple starts dancing all, like, yeah. it's it's just so bizarre. And, like, I'm focusing more on the staging than I am on her. Like, I care less where she is, what's happening. And I'm wondering, like, when is yeah. this couple going to collapse from exhaustion? Because they're just so, <laughs> so energetic and just jumping around everywhere. So I don't, I don't know what needs to happen before Saturday to improve this. Um, but again, this, this, this weird, depressing ballad is, is not for me. Uh, so I actually like this better than her song last year, The Death of Us. I think Death of Us was like, it was a cheap Lana Del Rey copy, let's face it. And I think this year she's doing more of her own thing. And I also like that it's a little bit more like, it's almost a little bit gothic, don't you think? Like with that weird staging, with that all in black, with that, uh, like, it's a, is it a, I don't want to say something wrong, but is it a 1920s dance style, like the outfits and all that? Oh, um, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I forget what the name of the dance is, but yeah, it's 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 old timey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that stood out to me. Um, and I think it's interesting enough. I think out of the ballads, it has the best staging. Well, I would say it's uh, definitely um, comparing to last year. I think it's it's as Sebi said, it's um, like a big improvement. You know, doing her own thing. Um, I, I mean, all in all, I think like this year's Norwegian MGP is quite a nice final it has like a bunch of these great songs which is always you know enjoyable to watch and i think um elsie's loving a dream is also one of them so i i don't mind it wherever uh it will be placed at the end so i have her tied with umami tsunami and i gave her a three. Oh, that's low <laughs> um i can't stand it i'm sorry the song is fine, but I love the performance, so I'm going to go for an 8. Holy crap. For me, you know, the song was okay, and I don't mind it, so I'm giving it like a solid 5. A solid 5 okay. for a 16 between <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> a solid 16. Good. Uh, and that brings us to the end, because the last one is Alessandra Mele with Queen of Kings, and I think she's a fan favorite, so Sebi, this must be high in the odds. She's a fan favorite, and maybe when this goes online, she might be the leader. Currently, she's still in second place in the odds, just behind Ulrike with a 24% winning chance. This kind of reminds me, I don't know why, of Witchwoods by Emmy a couple of years ago. It gives yes. me the, the chorus, maybe. It gives me that kind of vibe. Um, and I checked because I thought she might have been involved because I remember Emmy somehow being involved in one of these contestants. But it was Elsie Bay that wrote Witchwoods. So it had nothing to do with yeah. Alessandra, who is Italian in Norway, of course, going to school. And that gets her onto to MGP. Um, 
I don't like it. I really don't. Um, I don't know why. Like she mentions who will conquer Rome a whole lot. And I'm thinking, not you. Like Stay in Norway. Don't go back to Italy. Uh, the one big positive for me is the dance routine is quite impressive. There's quite a nice staging. Like the, those girls really, really must have worked a lot on that to, um, to make that work because it looked pretty flawless the few times I've seen it. But the song itself is something I would reach to the car console and push next on the radio if it came on. Yeah, for me, I listened to the studio version, like, or at least a snippet of it, and I was like, nah. I'm not into this. But then I saw the whole performance and they added like, first of all, that intro they added, which is not in the studio version. It's like, it's Italian and Norwegian at the same time. It's like almost operatic, but then they show like <laughs> Northern Lights. Like, I was so mesmerized by that opening. And then I added to my playlist. I have this on repeat now. I always uh, listen to this in the gym. It's pure energy. I love it so much. I think... I would like this in Eurovision. I'm pretty sure. It's it's funny how the whole competition is at the end between two artists. And I have this strong feeling that um, this year's MGP will be between Alessandra and uh, Ulrike. And it's pretty much set, you know, also the, the fans are pretty much, you know, rooting for these two. It's funny to see like several episodes ago, we talk about how big influence TikTok has on on music, you know, and that's the case here. So she's probably not last in the running order uh, without a reason. Um, across the social media, she's like one of the most popular acts to win. Um, and yet we will see what will happen on the final night, though. It's the safest out there choice because it's certainly different. There's nothing else like it. They could send, they could send a, a, just an average ballad and that'd be a safe choice. But I think this, this is one of those that's, it's not so regular, but it probably would qualify if it got to Liverpool. The problem with this is just like trends aren't very long living. So this is a TikTok trend right now. Yeah. It might be just like, completely out in may yeah or she could rosa lynn and this go on for months exactly so we know how this all goes like nobody like a lot of countries in the past they selected or big names or like popular names in a way um which could guarantee them you know some votes and at the end of the day it was pretty much all about a song no matter who was singing you know um so but let's say commercial wise i think it's it's a good thing that um you you get popular on the biggest social media right now. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't get it. <laughs> I'm an old man. So without my TikTok bias, I put her down to a four. I am going for an, an eight. Because of the intro they added for the performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a seven so far. A nice, solid seven. Solid seven. Like your solid five the last time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that gives us another solid 19 overall. Um, yeah, we kind of kept going and we didn't have to because uh, our top scores all came in the top 
were the first four in the running order for us. Um, so our third place was Ulrika with 21 points. Our second favorite was Skrelix with 21 and a half. And our show why. opener okay. only song in Norwegian, Yona, got our highest score with 24. And uh, shockingly, if you're curious, Umami Tsunami got last place with eight points. But uh, we won't uh, we won't focus on that too much. Uh, if you're still with us, thank you again. We've got uh, a busier weekend ahead than we had before. Ireland uh, will choose their entry tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, it'll be on RTE Player. Uh, so one of those six that we talked about earlier will go to Liverpool. Malta is, for some reason, having a fourth quarter final, even though we've already seen all of the songs, all four, well, I guess all 39 by Aiden, uh, songs in Malta. <laughs> and then on Saturday, there's a lot happening. Latvia is having a semifinal of Supernova. Lithuania's first semifinal of Pabandum Ijnaujo, I guess, is on Saturday. Of course, the final of MGP in Norway will happen. Slovenia at some point on Saturday. I don't know if Jan has more information for us, but at about a time, but yes. we will hear Joker Out's single Carpe Diem. Yes, exactly. It's also taking place at 8 p.m. CET on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be an evening with some lovely surprises and with some um, nice, I would say, performances paying homage to Eurovision Song Contest itself. Ooh including some some international artists so it will be very 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 fun 50 minutes to watch perfect so we can count that into our schedules somewhere on saturday because there's more svaria sweden we're gonna get the first heat of melody festivalen on saturday of course also at eight o'clock so what should we watch should we watch melody festivalen or should we watch joker out I, I think we should open all of the devices, you know, phones, tablets, yes. laptops, computers, and just connect to all of them at the same time. Every possible you know, We're getting screen. closer to Super Saturdays. Yes. Well, that's it. This Saturday is almost like a warm-up. Like, if you can keep your Wi-Fi signal going through this Saturday, it'll be a good, you know, test to see if next Saturday, the 11th, if, you, you know, all your devices will hold up. And lastly, yes. uh, because they're they're always late with everything, so... At 10.05 CET, so just after they have dinner, I guess, uh, Benidorm Fest will kick off, and that'll be their grand final, and they'll get their successor to Chanel and see if they can improve on their third place from Turin. Yeah, that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram. We're building on the line bridges on the line podcast, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Ciao. Bye. Au revoir.